What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Swingman Podcast. It's podcast number 116. As ever, I'm your host, George St. Ledger, joined as I am all the time by Louis Halpin and Lewis Howard. Uh, to kick this podcast off, we're doing something that we absolutely haven't nabbed off of someone else's TikTok. We're going to do our one-game winner-takes-all NBA draft based on current players now. Now, the rules for this are going to be really simple, and I believe. We're going to do a starting five and a backup five. And they have to be the actual position of the players. None of this sort of 2K cheese where you run Yanis at point card and all of that stuff. Before we get into that, I'll ask the same question I ask every week. How are you two doing? Are you well? I'm a little, I'm getting better from under the weather, but it's still a little croaky in my voice. So I may randomly go off for a cough as, as I've explained before, but I hope you're well. Yeah, better than last week. Last week I was uh, not doing too great, bit under the weather, but now I'm feeling good. I was getting a bit worried that you'd uh, skip the... The chit chat beforehand. It's my favourite part usually. Yeah, the, <laughs> the chit chat. The chit chat's great. Um, the chit chat and banter. We, we haven't, yeah, we haven't enabled. We haven't. I say enabled. We haven't done a starting draft order, and I really should have the draft audio mm. of the do 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 do. But I don't have it. So we're going to skip all of the pedantics for that sort of background extras. Stake your claim for why you should have number one pick, Lewis. Is all I'll say. Why should you get number one? Are we going to do a snake draft? I say uh, we do a snake draft in general. Yeah, to be honest, I think with three people, it's not as bad who gets the number one. But I uh, let, let's go off. I think I've got the most, you know, of the predictions at the start of the year when it came to over and unders. I think I got most of them right, unlike you two. So yeah, that's why I should go first. Yeah, do you know what? I can't even actually argue with that. That's a solid, that's a fair point. Louis, I mean, you're probably going to have something there, so stake your claim. I'm not going to get it because I know I was wild. I mean, usually the teams that do better in the NBA don't get a higher draft pick, so technically whoever's done the worst should have the highest draft pick. Just saying. <laughs> make it, make it my claim. <laughs> yeah. my claim for me. <laughs> absolutely absolutely um all right, i'll tell you what on that case then as louis you're the timbles fan and you've not got cat and you haven't got edwards now at the minute i say yeah. louis louis gets starting pitch oh, and louis you can have you okay. can have second and and i'll go last i'll go last so so what you're telling me is if louis doesn't pick timbles player is fraud um <laughs> I'm, I'm i didn't say those exact words but i'm not going <laughs> to argue with you on that. <laughs> right uh, so go, we've got the, the yeah the only rules are you have to have Two point guards, two shooting guards, two small forwards, two power forwards, and two centers. And I think there's obviously going to be leeway with some positions, but I think mm. as long as you're not taking the, the, the Mickey with it, I think we'll allow it. We'll have a, if the, if the other two object, you will just have to take the L and hold that. But unfortunately, that's yeah. how we're gonna we're gonna run with it. Yeah, and I think there'll be a bit of leeway with the forwards. The, the yeah, forwards, yeah, small definitely. forward. I think we'll probably be able to mix and match them a little bit more than the others. Well, I mean, this is the Swingman podcast. If there's a Swingman selected, then we're going to have yeah, to let it run. So that's, that's what it's going to be. I was going to say right. as well, just to set out clearly, it's not like a draft in terms of who you want for the next 10 years or something like this. this is a one game takes all, you know, like a... Just got it on the know, banner there. What about what about yeah, production that is right there? <laughs> So one game. So yeah, this this, this is one game. Yeah, one game. One game back. You. It's sort of like the Space Jam. Let's put it like that. You know, you want that one game. You got to beat the Looney Tune. Well, you got to equip the Looney Tunes. You got to win that one game. This is who we're going to be picking. Uh, um, I'll go. Well, I will go first then, as I do have the first pick. But you know, I'm going to go in this scenario. I'm going to go for Kevin Durant, number one. Uh, Oof. Think I think. If anyone can get their shot off, anyone can, uh, you know, late game scenarios. I think there are potential ways you can 
at least stop or halt, <clears> I guess, whoever's going to be put second here, which I think is <laughs> really. Um, but I, I think Kevin Durant is kind of all-round unguardable. And because it's one game, hopefully he's not injured for it. I mean, we're, we're taking that into account as well. He's not perennially yeah. injured like he usually is. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I think... I think you can go for this entire player pool is all 100% fit and available. This is them at their right. peak. At their, like uh, Today, I'd say, but uh, this is this yeah, is yeah. them today, but they're all fit. Yeah. All right. uh, KD's well, pick. Fair enough. Fair enough. KD's <laughs> early. Well, he was going to go early, but number number one may, may be a bit of a surprise, but I'll bet KD, so I'm not going to have a go. I'm going to take the uh, the best player in the NBA, so I'll just take Yanis now to keep that short and simple. <laughs> see this this puts me in a predicament. this is what this does now because now who do i go with do i go with my head or do i go with my heart I, i'm right I, to be honest i wasn't expecting kd to go in in the first three is what i'll say so it's really? thrown my my whiteboard has gone out the window yeah i wasn't expecting kd to go first three um on that premise hmm i'm gonna take I'm going to take Steph Curry as my point guard. Mm. That's where I'm going to go. I don't know if it's what I should have done, but it's what it's what I'm doing. It's my no, heart. You got you got two picks here as well, mate. You I've got, got two picks. Yeah, I do. Mm. I've I've got to think about this logically now because if if KD if if KD's gone, Yanis is gone. Do I want to let him go as well? If it's one game, I'm going with my heart here again. If it's one game, I'm still I'm back in LeBron James still. I don't care. I'm I'm taking LeBron James. Oh, I really did not expect him to go. Yeah, I didn't expect that either. I <laughs> thought you'd go with your your heart in another way, which is what I'm going to go with. And George is going to have a massive go at me when I say this because there's two of these that are the premier ones, and I'm going to take the one that he likes more than I do. But I'm going to take him with my next pick. Oh, well, I think he's going to take Spencer Dinwiddie. Then that's where I thought that was going. But... <laughs> no, I'm not taking Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, and oh, Bede, and Bede should have gone earlier, but I'm just thinking like I wanted to secure those two guys. That was it. It's a leg it, heritage basketball, is where yeah, I'm that thinking. is that is two serious legacy picks you've taken there. Oh, there are some. See, I had a specific way. I thought you was going to pick specific people, and I had a specific way in which I was going to build this if I had the first pick, which yeah. I had a slight inclination for some reason. I think I'll get. Uh, Okay, because he's on the board. He's on the board. I've got to go for Luka Doncic here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he'll be my point guard, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Luka, KD, that's pretty nice. I want a bit yeah, more. <sighs> the thing is that I can't believe I'm going to forego someone here, but I, I think I need a bit more defence. I know KD's a really good defender, but I, I want someone who's truly two-way lockdown hey oh this is a bit difficult because this guy playing quite well at the moment come back into himself a little bit you know i'll go for, I'll go for quiet leonard i'll go for quiet he's playing well he's playing well at the minute i think it's like 28 20 points it's january or something like that he's a yeah 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 no, i can't make the pick yeah, it was between. Okay, yeah, I'll let you because <laughs> I don't want to give so, away too many picks. But yeah, what are you doing though? So you're running Luke at your point. Are you putting KD at the four and quiet the three, or are you going to yeah, play Kawhi as a guard? That is mine. No, Kawhi at the three. Uh, I'm no, not Kawhi, gonna, Kawhi I, I, shooting guard might be Kawhi, a bit Kawhi, yeah, Kawhi is a three, yeah. but also I would not argue Kawhi at a two. I'd never no, no. would. I'd never a four. I, I, I'd argue. I've got, him, but... I've got ideas for guards anyway. So oh, you've got ideas. Good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. 
my go. And uh, the small forwards are flying off the ball, so I'm going to jump yeah. and take one now quickly. So I'll take uh, I'll take Tatum now. Feel like he's yeah. the probably the last really elite small forward le- left to go. So I'll grab him now. So is it me with two again now? Is that what I've got? Yeah, it is, it is indeed. Oh, oh, okay, okay, right. So, Steph Curry, LeBron James. Do so I keep going down that legacy route? If TikTok, you're watching this, I'm going for that. Your old, guy, your old guys are going to be run off the court by my young. Well, I've got KD. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, actually, if uh, he's still on the board, and I can't believe I'm. Lewis, you've made me do this, and I hate you <laughs> for making me do this. I'm going to have to take Jokic. I have to take Jokic yeah. at this point. So I'm going to take him. I'm going to take the Joker. Not that he's like a bad player, but um, he's, he's not just difficult my to build around team. a little bit, isn't he? That's yeah, but Louis, Louis, this is a one. This is a one-game draft. I'm not building around this. Know, this is this thinking, is. Yeah, it's true. I'll have the tubalard. I'll have the tubalard all day long. <laughs> um, so that leaves me Steph at Steph at the one. I'm going to put LeBron at the at the at the three, and I'll have Nicola at the, at the five, obviously. Now, where do I want to go here? <clears throat> hmm. I mean, I could take him, but then this is leaving me in that situation where I quite like the look of the twos that are still on the board. Whereas if he goes, I'm scraping the barrel at the four. So the we're, we're going to go for... Oh, this team plays phenomenally well together. Anthony Davis. Oh, what a lineup <laughs> this is. This plays all well together. Uh, we're going to go Anthony uh, Davis. We'll take him there. Like we said, oh, if it's good. a one game... <laughs> If it's a one game, there's no injury issues. I'm going to take an AD fully healthy. All he, day is, long. he was going to be I'll, my centre. Be if I'm quite honest, yeah. <laughs> I, I would have taken him for a bench pick next. Just, I, I don't think just so that Louis was for the sentence. Yeah, I don't think there's uh, any doubt that I can play him at a four. That isn't contentious. AD no, is very capable yeah. Of, yeah, of, of a four or a five. So, right. So I need to pick one of my guards. Hmm. So if I'm right, Lewis, you've got a Yanis and Beden Tatum, and Louis, you've got KD, Luca, Kawhi. That's what I've got on my, yeah. my board at the moment. Right, okay. All right, well, I think it's best for me to take a shooting guard now, and then the point. I don't think it is. I think I don't think I don't mean you should take a shooting. Yeah, but Louis, Louis got Luca already, so <laughs> I, I'm pretty safe for the next one. So it's who do I want? Who do I want? Hmm. I think I think shooting uh, guard answers that. There, there, there's a guy still on the ball that's not been taken. I'd be not trying to get well, in your head here or anything. But I'm just uh, no. I've got I've got I've got my list, mate. I don't I don't need uh, any influence. <laughs> I've got a few players jotted down. Uh, I'm just going to take Devin Booker. I think I think that's a pretty simple pick. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I think probably enough. the best shooting guard in the league. I'd, I'd wager. There's 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 other good ones, but I think he's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, no, can't hate that one. Uh, I was I was thinking about it, but I don't know if I could pair Luca and the uh, Devin at the, in the backcourt. Might be a bit of wrestling over the ball there a little bit. Uh, yeah, it left me in a precarious position with that Davis pick because I'm thinking you got the you know you got two pretty good centre well the two best centres in the league can get buckets for the best of them. So I need a big body in there to kind of halt them a little bit, shall we say? Uh, maybe stop them, but. After those two, I guess it, got, it the, the quality dips a bit. But I'm thinking right here is Bam Adebayo, um, probably the best defensive centre in the league, I would say. Who um, else? I mean, if we're not counting Jalen Bead, I think probably yeah. Andy Davis. He's up there. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Bam Adebayo is a pretty decent pick for defensive player of the year this year. He's a pretty good defensive player as well. But I'm 
here for the more defensive presence and he can you know he's a good yeah. pass so he can distribute the ball a little bit uh so good shooting guard probably the most versatile center in the league i think everyone everyone would say yeah um so he's been on the defensive guard. end at the least anyway yeah shooting guard position a bit tough i had devin booker in mind obviously um why don't i go for oh it's, it's between two here for me and i'm just not sure how well luke is going to mesh with any guard here Maybe a low touch one would be nice, but I can't think of anyone who's low touch that would help help in this scenario. Maybe Jalen Brunson, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I'm going to go for just the best player I think left on there, and that's James Harden. Uh, yeah. Him and Luca are kind of. I mean, if you look at Pete James Harden, Pete Luca, they do play quite similarly. Maybe they can uh, bond over their their love of drawing really <laughs> shady fouls. Um, <clears throat> Well, and, you can you know, James uh, shuffle Hard your team around. Yeah, James Harden's more well. of a distributor these days, wouldn't you say? Um, he, he likes to give a good assist more than score score the points, and that that's Luca's, I guess, forte in, in the other end. So, yeah, that that's the starting five completed anyway. Right, these your starting five done. Yeah, right. who like who's who's hyping your team up there? Is my only concern, Louis. I mean, we're looking at Kawhi Leonard, who's not going to be hyping his team up there. Luka Doncic, is he your hype man? Or is it KD? Oh, he's to... pretty angry. Luka can get pretty yeah. angry. Um, I don't mind them having been chill. I think I think KD and Kawhi, that's a nice mesh there. That I think they're pretty chill guys that, that, that can sort of leave yeah, you're going, you're going for a chill. Than... That one game winner take little draft, you're wanting chill vibes. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. no, because I don't want the pressure getting to them. Ah, that's right, okay. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Right, Lewis, you got two picks, you got one. I got one. Yeah, I got one each time. You two get two. I'm. Uh, I'm going to keep this short and sweet because I think my. Is this the start of the bench, just... by the way? No, no, no this I've is got his point guard, isn't it? Five. Yeah, yeah. Is this your point guard? Yeah. I mean, I could, I could start the bench now, but I for uh, for worry of my internet connection because I think it's just gone a bit dodgy. <laughs> I'm going to keep this short and sweet, and uh, I'm going to take Dame, who is probably playing better than any point guard in the league right now. Although Steph did just come off a fifty point up, but I'll, I'll take Dame. No, I can't hate the Dame Lillard pick. Um, no, no. Dame Lillard. Is Dame Lillard a, a heritage player? Is he heritage? Are we, are we at that point now? He's I, mean, not, yeah, I, think I wouldn't say he's over it, but... Most of these players now. It's, it's just yeah. when you talk about Steph and LeBron, obviously, when we said it earlier, they are in the pantheon of you know NBA history. So there's yeah. a bit of a... I mean, KD as well, obviously, so there's a bit of a step up there. Right. Dame is a so top I need to 75... Do... Listed he is, he time, is. isn't it? So he is. That's pretty. It was a controversial. <laughs> it was a yeah, controversial true. list. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have objected to Dame being on there, but there were some. There were some controversial players in, and, and some that were left out. But that's mm. for. Uh, well, that's for a video we've already done anyway. But um, <laughs> in terms of shooting guards, then, so I need to select one, and so Booker went, and Louis, you took your favorite player in the league, James Harden. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at my lineup here, and again, I'm I'm getting my. My, my manager now, Son. If any NBA teams are watching, I know the, the Hornets are probably watching. I've got Steph, I've got LeBron, I've got AD and Jokic. I've got some shot blocking, but I've not got some sort of a guy that I'd want to guard a guy, right? Mm. I'm looking at this list here and it's not filling me with much. See, the issue is here is there's a guy that I'd rather take, but I'm he's been in my heart this season as a and as a Celtic. I wouldn't normally have said this. I'm going to put Jalen Brown in my, mm. my starting five. I think he's been 
especially the last sort of 15 to 20 games, I think he's been better than Jason Tatum. I'm not going to lie. I think he's been the better Celtic player. Jason Tatum's might have had the peak of game. Yeah, I no, think he's been right. more consistent. So I'm going to have Jalen Brown <clears> as my as my shooting guard here. I don't think there's any qualms with that. I know he's played some games at the three, but I would argue... No, Jalen, yeah, no, Jalen Brown's definitely... He's fine. a guy. He's a I think Jalen, Jalen Brown, at heart, is a swing man, is what he is. He's a shooting guard yeah. and can play at the three as well. That, that's what he is. Um, so I've got my starting five now rounded up. So now I've got to look at who the best player is that's left on the ball. And now this is where it gets a little bit spicy, is what I'd say. Uh, if I've made this as a se separate video and uploaded it, thank you very much here. I'm going to drop a little plug right now. Make sure you sub to the channel. You know, it does help us out. We're doing all forms of content across the playoffs. Throw a little sub. Show some love to our way. Um, and probably in the comments, let me know if I fumbled the bag with picking LeBron and, and Steph <laughs> to start. Now, do I pick a backup shooting guard and get the guy that I was going to get as the second or move elsewhere? I just consult my board here. I like the look of any of these left. Hmm. He's not gone yet. That's a, I know he has gone. My bad. You took him, Lewis. Uh, right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a double dip on the shooting guard, and I'm gonna lock him up for that one game contract. I'm gonna take Donovan Mitchell as my mm. my guy. It was close between the two yeah. of them, but I'm gonna take Donovan Mitchell as my backup one. And I think Donovan Mitchell is again is a you could put him at a point, but I'll class him as the two as that's necessarily what. Yeah, so and I mean why, it's the bench. Why, as why well. are you laughing, Louis? What, what have I done wrong? Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, 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 I wasn't laughing. It was uh, another it's... thing that pops into my head for my next pick. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Yeah. It's the uh, it's the bench as well, so it's not as it's not as deep, it's not rigid. As deep, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a power forward here, and Oof. we I have to stress this is everyone healthy. No injuries are not a problem. Oh, so I wonder I'm where he's going. Zion. I'm gonna take Zion. <laughs> this is a healthy Zion. I repeat, healthy Zion. Hopefully they don't have like a pre-match lunch or something beforehand. <laughs> no, don't do Zion like that, man. Don't do him like that. No, he's actually in pretty good shape. These days, just always injured, unfortunately. <laughs> we 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 won't have we won't have this one game winner takes all draft down in San Antonio. There's a reason for that, as Charles Barkley will say. But uh, we won't have it in San Antonio. Uh, okay, so right, come on, two picks. Yeah, you got okay. two. Come on. Um. I was going to make a bad joke for one of my, <laughs> my picks here, but I won't make it. Uh, I'm going to go John around first. <laughs> John oh, around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks for staying away. Uh, so, yeah, setting the tone, six man, pretty as good as you're going to get. Probably in terms of the talent pool that's left, you'd probably say the best, maybe one of the best up there, unless I'm forgetting someone. Um, Maybe I should just round off the backcourt now just to set the tone a little bit um, and leave the forwards because I think the forwards are a little bit barren anyway as we cover. So, so, so there's, there's going to be some guards. There's, yeah, there's going to be some big guards that get left out here. I would like to go for SGA here, Shea Gilgis. Oh, that's who I was going to pick. Yeah, no, get, gets to his spots easy. I think, I think. Mm. There's potential that my my bench backcourt may meld a little bit better than my starting backcourt. <laughs> you know, they're all good players at the end of the day. Uh, so, get yeah. the job done. All right. 
This is tough. Lewis, man. are you going to be the one that saves Nathan's blushes? If you're not aware, Nathan is our no, fantastic. No, surely not. Oh, I, don't no, no, no. I don't want him picked. No. I don't want him picked. Nathan's, him. Nathan's <laughs> got a certain love for a certain player. Are you really going to let him down? Look, Nathan should have joined and been a part of the draft. <laughs> and he would have been off the board. But no not, one's, uh, if not. anyone picks Trey Young, I'll be annoyed. Legitimately. <laughs> 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 that was a delayed <laughs> laugh. I think is Lewis, is Lewis back? Is he back? No, no, I'm, I'm here. Oh, he's I'm, here. We had yeah, we had a delayed yeah, laugh yeah, from you there. That was one. That's all right. right. Yeah. Ah, oh, this is tough. Hmm. I've realised the small forwards left are not the greatest pick with Zion, so I'm just going to grab. I'm going to grab one now. I'm going to take Paul George. Mm. Paul George. Damn, I was not expecting look, that. Look, it was either that or someone that can't shoot threes. And it's someone that can't shoot threes. So. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <clears throat> right. So it's me with two now again. So I've got to consult the board. What's gone? Louis is Louis's done me dirty with the uh, with the SGA pick. I can't lie there. Mm. Do you know what? It almost seems like it's it's. It's been written, this script. I have an Everitage team right now. <laughs> and I would say, and I would argue, right, now, if the if we're going for Everitage, one game winner takes all, right, we want to put on a spectacle for the fans. Now, if aliens came down to this planet and they were striking a laser beam and they was going to blow up the earth, unless I told oh. them who the most skillful box office, some would say, player is in the NBA. <laughs> I'm taking my backup point guard. I'm taking the most skillful man in the NBA. I'm taking Kyrie Irving is where I'm yeah, going for that uh, one game. Because he's not going to miss this nice one game. One. He's going to be there. <laughs> nice I'm taking one. Kyrie Irving. As Max I'm Kellerman would there, say, uh, I'm, I'm not taking Andre Iguodala. I'm taking Kyrie Irving is what I'm doing. Mm. I think of all the guards that are left, I would state the claim. There's a few others on there that have been very good this year. But it's if it's, if it's the one game, I'm, <clears> I'm going for him now. That's my backcourt so, done. I've got so one more. You've done your back court, haven't you, though? Yeah, Louis yeah. got Jar and Shay. Yeah, yeah. I do. Hmm. So now I've, I've now got my forwards and my centre. Hmm. Do you know what? <sighs> my team is lacking defence a little bit, is what I'll say in terms of it. I've done, I've got that Jalen Brown pick, but I want, again, it's that one game. You know, you want that grit, you want that heart. I'm going for my good old buddy, not Eric Bledsoe. I'm going for my good old buddy. Jimmy Butler is who I want. Jimmy yeah, Buckets. It's the one Buckets. game I want in there. Another definition, I would say, of a swingman player. I'm going Jimmy <clears> Butler. <throat> That's going to round me off. So I've got I've got a power forward and a centre to do. So if you're going to splice me, you splice me now. But this is where yeah, I'm, at. Is, I'm at. I think I think I'm going <clears> to <throat> take a big man now. And I'll be honest, if there's not the greatest amount of big men left that mm. I'd want to pick. That's tough do i take a trip to minnesota do i take a trip to minnesota oh it's a rough one it's a rough trip to minnesota um if you if you take rudy gobert i'm actually going to remove you from this recording call perfect he was going for that one uh, um you know what i'll uh i'll give someone their dues for this year, and I'll, I'll give them a little shout. Don't out. do it. I'm, Don't I'm do going it. to take Sabonis. I'm going to take Sabonis. Oh, I, I wasn't thinking okay. of that guy anyway, so that's fine. No, he's he, yeah, he's he's playing well this year. I'll give him 
I'll, I'll give him credit where it's due. I'll take him. I thought about spacing the floor a little bit, but I'll, uh, I'll just go with Sabonis. Yeah, I'm in need of some real spacing, considering <laughs> Che and Jar aren't particularly like known for their shot, like outside shot abilities. They could get where they want. They can score when they want. Um, maybe I just need a little bit of length, a little bit of defense. So I'm going to take both forward pairings here. I'm going to lead a centre because whoever I'm going to pick is going to uh, not going to be of adequate, I guess, quality at the moment. Because, uh, you know, it really drops off after the first two. I had to pick that amount of buyer. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go for, firstly, my old guy Ant-Man. You know, yeah. Ant to the ever has got that yep. shooting ability, got that dog. And pretty good defender <laughs> big as fan well. of, um, Big fan of that pick. Yeah. And... The other small forward, or, or the other forward, I should say, because I'm kind of interchanging. It's a bit difficult. You could go a bit of Chrissy Middleton, but he's not playing particularly well for Milwaukee this year. But he's a, you know, he's a good shooter. He's a good defender when it comes down to it. I'm stuck between him and one other, and I, and he's not having a great season actually either. Oh, this is tough. You know what? I'm gonna go for Brandon Ingram. Just because I think his ceiling is just slightly higher than Chris Middleton, um, offensively anyway. Defensively can be a bit shaky, but he's got that length at the very least. And yeah, you make uh, K- you make KD best. happy that you've picked. You picked exactly. Him. He can mentor him perhaps for this one game. He can really get him going. He could win. Uh, that's a story that's willing to be told. I think personally. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, you again, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I need some more time to think on what shooting guard I want. So I'm just going to take my point guard now. Obviously, I've got Damon Booker in my starting lineup. I need to, a bit more of a defensive presence at the guard position. So I'll take the uh, best defensive guard in the NBA, and I'll take Drew Holiday. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. Best defensive guard in the NBA, Drew Holiday. Yeah, definitely. That's that's well, a. Well, I mean, on his native Celtics, he's throwing massive shade at the current reigning one. No, but we know what's going to happen. You know what? Yeah, that, he's been that's a good point. But I'd still take. He has been rubbish. He has been rubbish. He has been rubbish this season. I will give you that. He got defensive player of the year because they massively campaigned for it last year. I'm not going to lie, but you know, wasn't the best. Well, it's also because they didn't want to give team. it. He, they didn't want to give it to Rudy Gobert again, as I think also the. Uh, no, the but he wasn't even the best defensive player of his team. I don't think, but you know. Oh, satire comments there, Louis. <laughs> right, so th- these are my two picks now to round me off, right? And mm-hmm. I'm done. This is what this is it, right? Okay, so big, big time plays here. So to be honest, I don't really need size, I'd argue, but I am going to take some more size. Now the power forwards that are remaining, I'm not loving apart from one of them. I'm not getting on board with the. I'm not going to claim of the. I'm going to say I'm not going to say performance enhancing usage. Of Laurie Markin in this year, he's, he's had a good year, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking Laurie Markin in. I'm not taking Laurie Markin in for a one game. There are some heritage players that are still on this board that I'm not going to pick. Like it's hard for me to look at Pascal Siakim and not take him right now, but I'm not going to do it again. If it's this one game, defense wins you games. What do I want? I want shot blocking. I want who I think is going to win Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. I'm taking Triple J. I'm taking Jaron Jackson Jr. Definitely on my team. That's where I'm going mm-hmm. for this one. So I'm going to have Jaron Jackson Jr. as my reserve power forward, I shall say. 
And then for centre, it's not looking good. I will say this: it's, no, it's, it's looking not. bleak. <laughs> there are not there are not a lot of good there's not a lot of good talent that that is left on the board right now but again if i look at my team right now i've got the best shooter to ever exist but if i'm looking at uh, nikola jokic can hit a shot if he needs to but if we're going yeah yeah i know that's what i mean but like if we're going one game they're always healthy right Louis, your guy is not the unicorn i'm taking the og unicorn i don't care how he's described him I'm saying Chris Aspelzingis at the five. I'm oh. not hearing anything else. Other than that. <laughs> uh, you know what? I thought I thought about doing that when, when, uh, when I had to take my backup centre. I really did. I looked at it and I'm like, mm, who am I taking here? Do I want to take Carl Anthony Towns? Not really, because I've got Jimmy Butler and I'm taking Jimmy Buckets. All long <laughs> yes. for it. So I'm That's going true. Chris Aspelzingis. Yeah, I'm taying Chris Aspelzingis. That's right. me done. That's me done. I'm done. I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. This is tough now for me for my uh, my final position because the, I look at some of the players I could have. I could take Clay if I just wanted some shooting. Obviously, the defense heritage heritage player also, as well. Yeah, as you say, could take Middleton uh, for the reasons Louis Powell before. I'd also get Middleton Drew together and then Yanis in the starting lineup. There's a lot of Milwaukee flavor Ooh. there. But I'm looking at the team now, and I think. I need someone who's going to be a bit more ball dominant at their shooting guard position. So I'm going to take Bradley Bill, add some scoring, help help out help out the team. I'm surprised, you know. I thought I thought there was you was going to go a different route. I thought a different route was going to be acquired. Louis, you you you're, you've got your shooting guard, so we're leaving we're yeah. leaving Tyrese Halliburton on the board. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, and we've all got our forwards and slash guards as well. Said so DeRozan, yeah. not being taken either. No, no Zach Levine, no love for those balls out there. Which Darren Fox, yeah. Darren Fox, yeah. no, nothing yeah, for Swiper. Yeah. Darren Fox came into my mind when I took Sabonis and so thought about reuniting he's them. Most but... clutch, no, you no, know, is, is it... no Lamelo ball. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No Lonzo either, sadly. Um, <laughs> Oh, not wrong. We're, we're we're really into the we're not into the dregs. We're, we're it's just like there's a big drop off between the real good guys. Yeah, there and is, and the worst guys. So, um, so you playing Paul Zingas at center? I mean, at yours case, like seven foot three. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? What was your structure again? So I mean, I've got as my power forward and centers to to blend, but I've got Anthony Davis, Nikola Jokic, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Chris Stats, Paul Zingas. I could argue that you can play them mm. at the five or the four majority of them yeah kind of um i think uh, for, for a last pick do i need more defense got brandon ingram jar sga anthony edwards maybe i do just need a bit more defense and unfortunately carl anthony towns may miss out here because that's not something he particularly provides in abundance <laughs> although i would have that big minnesota link up i don't think i can really justify my bias to select two Minnesota Timberwolves players. That is probably a bit too much. Um, so I will go... Uh, okay. I'm going to have to do it. I'll go for Jared Allen. Uh, Cleveland Cavs. Oh, Jared Allen. I was had not expecting that. Just I've had enough of Rudy Gobert. Um, I think he's <laughs> losing it a little bit. And I think Jared Allen may be on the I still think Bam Adebayo best defensive centre in the league, but I think Jared Allen may be on the uh, the climb up there. We've seen some blockbuster blocks from him, shall we say? Can finish a couple oops 
from the uh, playmaking I got in that back court. But yeah, I'm happy with my starting lineup more so than my bench lineup, I must say. But my back court yeah, I think can outscore anyone good. in the world. <laughs> mm. Right, Lewis, round round yours off. You need a you need a two. Well, no, no, I'm done. Right? That that was last pick. We're all. Oh wait, who done. did you have as your last one? Bradley Bill, didn't they? The oh yeah, yeah Bradley, Bradley Bill. Damn, one. yeah, Bradley Bill. Right. Well, that rounds that off there. So we'll make the case. Um, so what I want you to do if you're watching this is the separate video, or if you're on the podcast, let us know who has the better draft team here out of myself, George, Lewis, or Louis. I've got Steph Curry, Jalen Brown, LeBron James, AD, Nikola Jokic, and then a back back unit, a second unit, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Jaron Jackson Jr., Chris Stapps, Paul Zingis. Lewis, run us through what yours was. Right, so starting off with my main team, I've got Dame Lillard, then Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Yanis, and Embiid. And then on my bench, I've got Drew Holiday, Bradley Bill, Paul George, a fit Zion, and Sabonis. Louis. Uh, I don't have my one noted down, so let me know if I'm wrong. But I believe <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I believe I have a starting lineup of Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant, and uh, Bam Adebayo. Uh, yeah. Back unit of SGA, John Morant, yeah. uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, who was my other one? Anthony Edwards, Anthony of course. Edwards. Can't figure the Ant, Ant- yeah. Man. Switch those to <laughs> yeah. Brandon Ingram, a bit smaller, uh, taller. And my last one was Jared Allen of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Indeed, indeed, it was. So let us know if we're if you're going to have if you were going to see all three of these teams and they're going to have a one-off game. Who, who are you betting on? Who, who's who's going to take that win there? If we're going to have a if we're going to have a tournament, I don't really know how you do a three a three-team tournament. <laughs> if we were going to do that, <laughs> what team wins it there? In any case, let's uh, let's chat about some in real life and actual basketball now. We'll just we'll, we'll, we'll it's not going to be a deep deep dive on the real life NBA. We'll we'll talk about that a bit more next week when the playoffs seem to be right around the corner at that point. But can the Warriors get it together? Is what I want to know because you know we've seen that essentially Dylan Brooks owns the Warriors right now. In any case, in a mental capacity, uh, they're without uh, Andrew Wiggins on personal leave. It seems he's not going to be coming back this season. That's what the there's no nothing confirmed, but that's the murmurings that's happened. Um, and obviously, there are things that are bigger than basketball. So he's going to be away from the team. In any case, they have to get on with this. So they've got their their structured unit is what they are. They can't seem to buy a road win for love or money. Mm. So where do you see this? Like, in terms of the Warriors here, is there much hope for them? Is this just sort of what they are and then come the playoffs, they're a different <clears> animal? Or is this genuinely something that we'll see from them in the playoffs as well, if they make it? Yeah, the... Uh... The road versus home stats are actually nuts for them because usually when you talk about those those kind of things, you're talking about like a team like Denver, for example, who are just so strong at home. But it's not as drastic as it is with the Warriors right now where they're, they've got a good home form, but their away form just absolutely stinks. And when, when you've got a player scoring 50 points and you're still losing, like there's obviously a big problem there. But it's, it's tough because with the Warriors, you obviously cut them more slack than pretty much any other team in the league because you've seen before how they've managed to turn it around up to a certain point. Obviously, it's not just like flip a switch and go from being terrible to being great, but with the people they've got in that franchise and the culture around it, you do trust them more than any other team in the league to be able to figure it out. <clears throat> and with the players and the vets that they've currently got, I will say it depends what you mean by, <clears throat> sorry, get it together. Because I feel like when we're talking about the Warriors and get it together as championship aspirations or at least conference finals. And 
I think if you ask me now whether they'd get conference finals, I, I would just straight up say no. So I, I think they'll be able to be a decent playoff team in a tough outing for anyone, and they will at least win. It's, it's tough to say, but I think they should win at least one playoff series. But if we're talking about what the Warriors think of themselves and what we know or think about that franchise and what they're synonymous with, I don't think they're going to be getting to like a conference finals. So they'll they'll turn it around a bit, but not not enough. The it's thing is, off. right, is the what the, the Warriors are sitting in seventh right now, and there is any chance that they <clears> fall out of this and they go into the play-ins. There is also any chance that the, I mean, what they're two games behind the fifth seed, but. If you go off it right now, if if the playoffs started today, the Warriors would be playing the Kings, right? Now, I know how well the Kings have played this year, but if it comes to a playoff series and I'm looking at it, I'm sorry, I'm going to be backing the Warriors to beat the Kings yeah. in that playoff series. And that's the nuts thing of how bad they've been. I'd still back them, again, based off of heritage is what it is essentially. But Yeah, I mean, they had a bad end to the season last season if you remember correctly and that's why i kind of didn't think they were up to it last season if i'm quite honest going to the playoffs i was a little bit downer on them i think the new two um i may have got them going to the conference finals but that was purely because i didn't see like the other competitor there apart from it was the phoenix suns last year we all thought they were going to go to the nba finals again um and it's kind of similar this year in in the terms of that You've got the Denver Nuggets, who are obviously probably the best team in the West. There's the Phoenix Suns, who are kind of competing for that because they traded for Kevin Durant. But he got injured. They're probably going to have played like three games together before the playoffs. And KD's the kind of guy you can kind of plug in, and it's okay, really, more so than any other superstar. You don't really have to necessarily change the way you play. But you can't really have like a great deal of confidence going into the playoffs that they're just going to be able to fit together and it's going to go straight to the, you know, straight to the, through the playoffs and everything like that. So there is a chance that they can pull it together like they did last year with the Warriors. But this season, it's just been weirder. Um, last season, there was an air of like, we don't need to do this. This season is like, I think they're actively trying really hard to get away wins and they just can't do it. And there's just some weird dynamics at play, I feel like. Obviously, you mentioned the Wiggins stuff, which is, you know, really sad for him. Um, but then you've got the Jordan Paul stuff before the start of the season. And you can't tell me that hasn't affected team chemistry. The fact that Draymond's like, I'm not, I'm leaving next year, really. I'm not going to get paid because this guy got paid. <laughs> I punched him in the face. Like, absolutely cleaned him out before the season started. Someone obviously leaked that as well, probably like a security guy as well. So there's, Probably a sense of, I don't know, maybe there is a, with, with Draymond leaving, it's like a change of guard type thing, really, because, you know, it's Steph Clay Draymond. That's where it's always been. That's what's won them championships. I know Jordan Paul was really good last season in the playoffs. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a team in transition. It feels like a little bit to me. Um, it's a team that's gone through a lot of health issues as well. I know Clay's been at it all season, but Steph hasn't. He's had a couple, you know, he's missed big time. Uh and I think you just look at the history of teams that have made the finals uh, recently, and they don't make it again. I'm just—it's it's a pretty bleak viewing for a lot of, a lot of that aspect. So I don't expect them to make the finals, but I do think it's very possible they do put together and make the conference finals. If I'm quite honest, it wouldn't be my pick, but I think it's really—you know—it's in play basically. Yeah. No, I agree with you in terms of that aspect. It's just, yeah, I mean, we'll wait and see. The, the Warriors as, as well, like we've always mentioned, it, it they're, they're the playoff team. When it comes to it, no team is going to want to play the, the Warriors in the playoffs, essentially, is, is how it will be viewed. But they don't seem to be. I know they was they were worse. Well, 
they had a similar run of bad form towards the end of last year, but it does seem that something is a bit different in comparison to last year. Well, uh, we'll move it on. We will talk about another team that's seen some bad form, the Boston Celtics right now. And I've put Celtics crumbling. Now, that is a bit of a sort of, <clears throat> we were looking for something that just sort of was some alliteration, shall I say there. But, you know, the Celtics have been bad recently in terms of, and I wouldn't say people are necessarily worried, but they're now in the third seed for it. Their form has deteriorated along from it. They're now five and five in their last 10. When you look at what the Bucks and the Sixers are doing, it does seem like a bit of a shift from people thinking, oh, Boston are going to win this now to Boston might be in trouble when it comes to a playoffs because of how bad some <clears> of their players have been in form. Like their role guys, like Marcus Smart's been really bad. Derek White seems to be pushing for more minutes. But even then, you look at some of the form of Jason Tatum since All-Star break, really, it's not been the same as what it was mm-hmm. before then. Is this something that's a bit superficial and we're not re- we're not really worried about the Celtics or is there actually something of merit here what doesn't seem to be right again for Boston? Um, I'll say I think there is something to be slightly worried about um, because, like you mentioned, I think we mentioned this like in an earlier podcast earlier in the season. I think they may have at that time had the best offensive rating in the league or near and near about because I know Sacramento are there at the minute and have been for quite a long time. Um, But we say that the the defense was was sort of like more middle of the pack or sort of higher middle ground, which is not what really what we expect of that team. Their success last year was kind of built on this defensive foundation. Like you mentioned, Marcus Smart, one defensive player of the year. He was really good. I'm not, I'm not, saying uh saying that he's not a good defensive player or any aspect like that but i just think what changed that overall identity was like the introduction of robert williams um and he just can't stay on the court unfortunately and i don't think that's the only reason their defense has suffered but their defense has suffered a little bit and like you mentioned that offensive rating was always going to fall at some stage because i think they were just hitting a load of threes jason tatum has been pretty inconsistent for a while now i wouldn't even say it's just like a 10 game stretch or just since the all-star break he's not been great i'd say since the start of the year considering he was an mvp contention you would say up until that point and now it's just not um and i don't think the coach is as good as they had last year they obviously had Doka, and he made some really good adjustments within <laughs> the playoffs and also before that to change to sort of move that team's direction because they weren't good before then um I don't think Joe Mazzula is quite as good as him, if I'm being fair. And that's not really too much of an insult, but... You know, no, it's not. It's uh, not a derogatory. It's just he's not as good. It's just... it's it does, Yeah. And I don't think coaching is overall too... Imp- like, it is important, but I don't think it's necessarily as tra- like transformational, say, as in football, uh, soccer, if you're an American person. Um, but in, in terms of like little mi- minor adjustments in playoffs, that can sort of tip the edge because it's very, very sort of minute details that can change things. So I'm slightly concerned for them. Um, I think it's more concerning for me that the Sixers just look unbelievable at the moment. And obviously the Bucks have been great all season, but the Sixers really look like they have taken that position in the second in the second spot. And if they were to come to blows right now, I think I would pick the Sixers for a, for a seven-game win depending on Joel Embiid's health, of course, which is always a bit of a mm. bit of a um, concern. But, you know, they've got the, the Celtics could lock in defensively by the time it gets to the playoffs. Maybe they're running through the motions like the Warriors did last year, but they haven't won anything to run through the motions. So that's why I'm a bit concerned. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one with the Celtics because they're still, I think they're still top five in offensive and defensive rating of the season. But 
you look at how they're playing at the moment and it's just not up to the standard you'd expect of a team that should be competing for a championship this year. And I would say uh, uh, earlier in the season, people, a lot of people had as their favourites, might have been the majority of people had as their, had as their favourites to win this year. I think the coaching thing is important. The fact they haven't got email Doka, I think that has made a difference. But the reason why I'm not super worried is when I look at the roster for the Celtics and look at the matchups and how they match up against the Bucks or the Sixers, just I think the people that they can throw at an Embiid or a Yanis gives them the advantage. Obviously, they're not playing to the level as other two teams are at the moment. But in a playoff series, especially when you factor in just looking at the Sixers, someone like an Embiid and his health and how he could last in a series, maybe that I'd still potentially give the edge to the Celtics. But the issue is, is you know, when we're talking about aspirations, I spoke before about the Warriors, the Celtics' aspirations is a championship this year, or at least their window is open, not just this year, but for, for the next couple of years. And if if you're not winning, or it, I don't even think, I'm not sure conference finals, you'd call that a successful season for, for the Celtics. They got to the finals last year. So you get to the conference finals this year. Would you would you be happy with that? Hey, I would say definitely not. So uh, the Bucks and the, and the Sixers are a huge problem for them at the moment. And I, I would pick the Bucks over them now. I, don't, I think most people would, to be honest. They, you know, they've got the best player in the league. They've got the best record in the East. So it, it's concerning, but they should still be there or thereabouts come playoff time anyway. Yeah, it is. Look, I, I would. There is definitely something not right, but again, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're crumbling per se. The one thing I will say is that I think if you'd have asked me going into the All Star break if Boston and Philly matched up in the playoffs, I would have had Boston beating them. Right now, if they match up in the playoffs, I'm having. I'm having the Sixers beating Boston. And I think that sort of the shift is what I'd say at the moment in terms of that's the big difference right now. Again, these playoff series are all dependent on who turns up. And James Harden is known for not doing that in the playoffs per se. But it just seems to be something where, I, I don't know, it just it's something intangible. I can't quite put my foot on for it. But it, it's just a feeling is what I'd say. I'm not worried about the Boston sort of capabilities. I still think Jason Tatum in the playoffs would be someone that I would bet on and bank on, but it just doesn't seem to be sort of clicking with some of the other guys. And like you mentioned before, with Robert Williams, that is that is a big factor for the Celtics and how they play because if he's out, I know Al Horford can definitely put in a, a game or two. I don't know if he could do it across a seven-game series and lock up and bead like he is known for, but in that same time, there is a drop-off when you go from Robert Williams to Blake Griffin. There is always going to be that. So that yeah. that that's just how it that's how it rolls for me. If um, Robert Williams is out, if Robert Williams is out, then yeah, you, you're just picking the season in that series because it's it's not just the the matchup of the one v one with Horford and Beat. It's just the ability to just throw a load of healthy bodies at and Beat to just sl- slowly grind him down. And if if they haven't got the definitely. Robert Williams, then that's not happening. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, right, we will wrap this podcast up with a brief but short MVP update. Everyone's <clears> favourite <throat> topic of conversation. Um, like you mentioned before, Lewis, it is slightly strange that, and I agree with you now more on this point, that the, the league itself does an MVP ladder update that it will pronounce. And I would say it's almost, would I say it's shocking? No, I wouldn't say it's shocking, but I was somewhat surprised to see Embiid move into number one. I know he's been putting up and he's, I, I can't remember the stat of like 
players with the most 35 point plus performances in the season <clears> and he's broke the record and all this sort of stuff. You can find these random niche stats to make your argument and agenda towards any of the sort of top three guys normally per MVP race. But I was surprised to see Embiid move into number one based off of how well Jokic <clears> has been playing this year. I just conceived that after the All-Star break, whoever's leading it then tends to normally win it. And it was a shock to me to see with 10 or 15 games left that Embiid's moved into it. Nevertheless, he is number one. What I'm just going to ask you now, if at the moment, do you agree, is Embiid your MVP for this year? I think you can go either way between two people. And I think you could probably make a case for a third person as well, because yeah. obviously we're talking about Jokic versus Embiid. It's as simple as that. That's that's really who it's down to. But I think you can easily make the case for Yanis as well. And if someone wanted to do that, I would never go. I've got the best record in the East. But I think right now, and, and I have many a time, said you know it, who i like more out of the two i, I probably favor Jokic just because i like the way he plays basketball but right now i think i'd probably actually pick and beat even if Jokic did manage to end the end the season with a triple double which is obviously unprecedented for a center and he'd be one of the few people in nba history to do it because if Embiid leads the league in scoring again there's such a difference between Jokic and Embiid scoring at the moment one's one's I think Trevor Jones 25 and one's just under 34 you know that is not that's not something to be scoffed at and mm. I feel like when when you give out these MVP awards it's in recognition of you know you want to pay homage to these players and I think you know obviously you, you don't really want to include past seasons or history into it but Jokic obviously got the two before and then if Embiid leads the league in scoring again, and I think there's something to do with 30-plus points and 10-plus rebounds. Someone hasn't done it in like a few decades or so, something along those lines. I can't remember it right now. But if, if someone wanted to, or if I, I would want to at least have some accolade with him to pay homage to that. But I will say, I feel like this conversation has just started shifting away from basketball, which hmm. you don't like to see. At the end of the day, both of the seasons they are having are worthy of winning an MVP and whoever gets it, they're, they're fully worthy of it. And the other person hasn't been slighted. It's just, you know, you've got two players playing at an all-time level. And it's great to see as well that it's two centres doing it in this day and age, coming off, obviously, the Warriors showing, you know, the small, small lineups, five out. That's where we thought the NBA was shifting. Now you've got these two who are arguably at minimum two top five players in the league. You could go higher than that. So, so that's a good thing to see that it wasn't the center position didn't completely get destroyed. Yeah, I think I do tend to agree. I lean towards Embiid at the minute, but there's still quite a few games left to play. If I've got and there's sort of like minute <coughs> things that can happen. You know, Denver's going to have the number one seed. That's kind of decided already. But you know, if the Sixers can maintain the second seed, I don't think they're going to get the first seed if i'm quite honest i think that might be a bit beyond them at the minute and of course the bucks just keep winning anyway so i don't think they'll get that um yeah it's kind of sad to see that the direction that the conversations go to and this i think it happens every year because we've had this debate i think between the two of them for like three years running it'd be unfortunate i think if mb were to never have won one and i i agree i don't think we should really <clears> take that into account but I think at one at some stage it feels like the goalposts shift a little bit from season to season, and they do. That's just the nature of MVP, and it's about narratives. Because last year it was like, oh, Jokic carried this awful team to the playoffs that shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, and they got like was it like a six seed or something like that. 
and Embiid was a higher seed and stuff like that. And it just it changes every single season. I think just put it in the, in its basic terms, Joel Embiid's a better scorer than Jokic, or he's been better this season scoring than Jokic, and he's a better <clears throat> defender. Um, and I think what is missed with these arguments usually is like Jokic or usually ends up playing more games but this season it's kind of more of a level playing field at the very least as well um and so yeah i think you can argue about either one of their impacts on their team if one of them goes you look at plus minus Jokic is absolutely absurd um either way i'd be happy with who wins it but you know if mb hits a big winner uh, against the nuggets in a couple of weeks or a, i think it's a week or so that, that's going to affect things. I don't know why. It just will do. If it, it's something it, like it, that, it it's, will a, it's, 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 it's a make or miss league. If if one of them has a massive game and the other doesn't, and whoever wins that, yeah. like if, if Jokic drops a 30 point triple double and they win that game by 20, it's going to shift yeah. it. If Embiid drops a four, if Embiid, if Embiid drops like a 40 17 game and they win that game, it's going to solidify his place at number one at the minute. That's just how yeah. that game will work, I think, mm. at the moment. The other thing I will touch on is it's not, I wouldn't say it's a big. A, ma- a massive thing but when people are using the argument for and and my again i do think and i'd want joe and b to win mvp that's that's just how i am it's how i've seen the game this year i can't argue with nikola Jokic winning it over him it's just the way i've seen it i'd rather him win it for obvious reasons taking the bias out of it as a side one of the arguments sorry i'm going to cough here i'm going to mute myself <clears throat> here we go one of the arguments that's used for for Denver is what I keep seeing as well is that if they get that number one seed and Nikola Jokic is in that triple double, then it's him. If you take away the sort of Eastern Western Conference side of things, the Sixers have a better record. Like they just have a better record, and I would argue the Eastern Conference this year has probably been harder. Is what I would say in terms of quality for it. So if you take it out from that perspective, they've got the same amount of wins and two less losses. Now this can obviously change, but. If you're going off of the argument that they're on the best record in that specific conference, if they've got a better record as a team in a harder conference, even though they come second, you can you have to add that merit to it as well, is what I'd say. But as an overall general thing, I can't moan at who gets it. But like we've mentioned before, I know it shouldn't be in the conversation, but this always does come up. It would be a deep, deep shame if Joel Embiid has put on three years of this performance and he doesn't get an MVP. The repercussions, I feel, of that what would come out of that if he if he doesn't win MVP this year, there'll be a whole lot of crying. There'll be a whole lot of crying. And it will go into the playoffs and it will be something mentally that's on him. And I think it'll be a deterrent in terms of that he's not going to use it as a oh, I'm going to show him in the playoffs. I think he's going to it'll be like a mental thing of that I've done this for three years. I'm still not getting recognized. He'd I think it'd be a detriment to the Sixers. He'd have yeah. also not made first team all NBA, would he, in these three years, because it's only one center. Uh yeah. Which is another big point. I think it's just tough as well because obviously we're watching this unfold now, but when you look back in you know in the future from now, obviously no one's watching and they want to watch these guys play, maybe. Mm. And a lot of the time the accolades do get brought up in how people evaluate players. And maybe Embiid won't be looked back on as fondly as he should have if he doesn't collect one of these awards, which Obviously, you don't want to factor these things in, like, you know, talk about voter fatigue as well. You don't want to factor voter fatigue in as well. But these are things that people consider. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. Right. Is there any <clears throat> other things that we want to talk about in this podcast? If not, I'll wrap it up there. But if you've got something, speak now. Not from me. 
Yeah, I'm good. No, it seems like that's it. Right then. Thank you very much for listening. If you are watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, like the video. Drop us a comment down below if you agree who had the best draft from those initial teams that we picked at the start. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from, if you could leave us a review, it would help massively. And click that follow button and subscribe to us on there. It would help out more than you could possibly imagine. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. We're going to have another podcast video uh, next week and we're going to run through sort of all the playoffs as it's coming thick and fast. We'll have loads of content coming up when the NBA playoffs are there. So stick with us and we'll guide you through it. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>